This is in Stimulate Your Mind, the podcast by Moses Kuria, a weekly mental health podcast that merges information in psychology, neuroscience, research, and personal experiences to help you make informed decisions on your mental health. We're living in an overstimulated society of indulgence. Here, you'll find tools, resources, and hope for your mind and existence. Here's the latest episode of Unstimulate Your Mind. Hi, it's really great to be here once again to record this podcast. It's the 11th of September 2023. I'm literally recording this episode on a Monday morning and releasing it by Monday afternoon. Just shows how fast I can be sometimes and how slow I can be with getting podcasts out. But really grateful that you're listening, that you're here. Thank you for the messages from last week's episode to this week's episode. Thank you so much. It's always an honor to sit and put new information out, especially things to do with mental health, with the help of psychology, neuroscience, and of course, personal experiences. We grew into an organization that is offering therapy services, and I'm really grateful to those who are reaching out making steps into getting the help that they need you can listen to the two previous episodes if you want more information about the therapy services that we offer physical and virtual also those who want to be part of the community there's links to our social media pages especially instagram on the description you can just go click that link and then follow our instagram page today's episode is focusing more on something that was usually thought to be affecting children but as years go by as technology advances as mental health conversations and psychology goes mainstream we're discovering that it's affecting more adults day in day out and that is adhd that is attention deficit stroke hyperactivity disorder this is one of the most common mental disorders affecting we would say before children but now we're seeing both children and adults Symptoms of ADHD include inattention, which is not being able to focus, hyperactivity, which is excess movement that is not fitting to the setting, and impulsivity. It's considered a chronic disorder and is known to impact the individual in many aspects of their life, including academic and professional achievements, interpersonal relationships, and daily functioning. It can lead to poor self-esteem, social functioning in children who are not appropriately treated, actually. Adults with ADHD may experience poor self-worth, sensitivity towards criticism, and increased self-criticism, possibly stemming from higher levels of criticism throughout their life. Something to note is ADHD presentation and assessment in adults differs. So this episode, as we always do, will try to debunk this thing. I'm going to separate them, children and adults, because I believe there's a parent listening and may notice that in their children, and then there's you, who is an adult, and you might be suffering from ADHD or something close to ADHD and how we can go about it, and even with our identity stepping forward into the next level. We'll start with the signs and symptoms, and we'll go through from childhood. It's pretty normal, first of all, for children to have trouble focusing and behaving at one time or another. However, children with ADHD do not grow out of these behaviors. The symptoms continue. They can be severe and can cause difficulty at school, at home, with friends. A child with ADHD might, they dream a lot, forget or lose things a lot, fidget a lot, talk too much, make careless mistakes or take unnecessary risks, have a hard time resisting temptations, 
have trouble taking turns, have difficulty getting along with others. There are three different ways that ADHD presents itself, depending on which types of symptoms are strongest in the individual. There is the predominantly inattentive presentation. This is when it's hard for the individual to organize or finish a task, or pay attention to details, or to follow instructions or conversations. The person is easily distracted or forgets details of daily routines. There's a second one, the predominantly hyperactive, impulsive presentation. This person fidgets and talks a lot. It is hard to sit still for long, for example, for a meal or while doing homework. Smaller children may run, jump, or climb constantly. The individual feels restless and has trouble with impulsivity. Someone who is impulsive may interrupt others a lot, grab things from people, or speak at inappropriate times. It's hard for the person to wait for their turn to listen to directions. A person with impulsiveness may have more accidents or injuries than others. The third type is the combined presentation. With combined presentation, it's as simple as symptoms of the two types I've mentioned equally present in one person. But because symptoms can change over time, the presentation may change over time as well. The question now is, what causes ADHD? Scientists are studying causes and risk factors in an effort to find better ways to manage and reduce the chances of a person having ADHD. The causes and risk factors for ADHD are known, but research currently shows that genetics play an important role. Recent studies actually link genetic factors with ADHD. But in addition to genetic factors, studies are showing that there are other possible causes and risk factors that include brain injury, exposure to environmental risks, such as lead during pregnancy or at a younger age, there's alcohol and tobacco use during pregnancy, there's premature delivery, low birth weight, and many more. Research, however, does not support the popularly held views that ADHD is caused by eating too much sugar or watching too much television, parenting, or social and environmental factors such as poverty or family chaos. Of course, many things including this might make symptoms worse, especially in certain people. But the evidence is not strong enough to conclude that they're the main causes of ADHD. Now that we have two main types of ADHD and the combined type, I'll track back to an attentive type and the hyperactivity, the hyperactive or impulsive type. We'll notice that ADHD actually means attention deficit, then we're separated before it was attention deficit disorder, ADD. When the hyperactivity side was added, it became ADHD. I'd want to delve into the history of that, but it's probably too much for now. So we'll start with the inattentive type again. Inattentive refers to challenges with staying on task, focusing, and organization. By diagnosis of this type of ADHD, there are several or the following symptoms which may occur frequently, especially for people who are older. This could be you. You could be reading these symptoms and you're saying, well, that's me, that's me, that's me, that's me, that's me, that's me. It could mean that you have a problem with ADHD and it could also mean that you do not have a problem with ADHD and what I mean is it could be something different that is causing that and that's why it's important to see a professional counselor or therapist or psychiatrist to help you walk in this journey then remember we do have professional therapists and counselors and psychiatrists that can stimulate your mind if you any of the symptoms are exactly what you're facing you can reach out so that we get you the help that you need this podcast is just for information. So the inattentive type person doesn't pay close attention to details or makes careless mistakes in school or 
on job tasks. This person has problems staying focused on tasks or activities such as during lectures in school, conversations, or long reading. Does not seem to listen when spoken to or seems to be elsewhere. Does not follow through on instructions. Doesn't complete schoolwork, chores, or job duties. May start tasks but quickly loses focus. This person has problems organizing tasks and work. For instance, does not manage time well, has messy, disorganized work, misses deadlines at all. This person avoids or dislikes tasks that require sustained mental effort, such as preparing reports and completing forms. This person often loses things needed for tasks or daily life, such as school papers, books, keys, wallet, cell phone, eyeglasses. This person is easily distracted, forgets daily tasks, such as doing chores and running errands. All the teens and adults may forget to return phone calls, pay bills, and keep appointments. So nostalgic for me to read this because I've literally gone through every single thing that I've mentioned in this episode so far. Right, so there's a hyperactivity, which refers to excessive movement, such as fidgeting, excessive energy, not sitting well, or still, and being talkative. Impulsivity refers to decisions or actions taken without thinking through the consequences. For diagnosis of this type of ADHD, six or five individuals who are 17 years old and older or older have the following symptoms actually occur frequently. I'm using psychiatry.org. One, fidgeting with or taps hand or feet, not able to stay seated in a classroom or workplace, runs about or climbs where it is inappropriate, unable to play or do leisure activities quietly, always on the go, talks too much, blurts out an answer before a question has been finished, has difficulty waiting for his or her turn, such as waiting in line, restless, interrupts or intrudes on others, for instance, cuts into conversations, games or activities, or starts using other people's things without permission. This means the person has mostly have the hyperactivity side of ADHD. As I'm reading this information, I'm just trying to look into people who are around me, apart from myself, people who are around me who might have all these symptoms. You know what that means to me? It means that as I'm listening to this podcast, if I were you and I noticed that my friend, my dad, my mom might have all the symptoms combined, it could be a great space for you to show them a lot of grace as they live their life, as they respond to you in the hyperactivity way or attentive, sad could give you lots of encouragement to work with them, to help them around, and even more importantly, to lead them to getting the help that they need through a psychiatrist or even through therapy so that they can be able to have positive coping skills for day-to-day activities. That's exactly why we have this podcast, to just give you the information. It's not just for you personally, it could be for everybody who is around you today. This is also to tell you that ADHD is typically diagnosed by mental health providers. A psychiatric evaluation will consider a description for symptoms from the patient and caregivers, completion of scales and questionnaires by patient, caregivers and teachers, complete psychiatric and medical history, family history and information regarding education, environment and upbringing. may also include a referral for medical evaluation to rule out other medical conditions. But away from all that complexities, it's important to know that you could actually be suffering from ADHD and you might not necessarily need medication. One of my therapist friends always tells me, we don't need medication. Sometimes we only need therapy. 
get the important skills of managing such mental health problems day in day out and will be okay so we'll talk more about what to do when to do what if you feel that you have a problem with concentration that will be in the next episode for today i also want to focus more on adhd in adults because most of us listening here today are adults